RTHK, the news at one with Tom Warden. The headlines. The financial secretary is bombarded with questions about the scrapping of the mask mandate during an RTHK phone-in program, but he doesn't give a specific date for it. Paul Chan also warns people not to expect consumption vouchers every year. And China calls for a ceasefire and peace talks between Russia and Ukraine on the anniversary of the Russian special military operation. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he fully understands people's wish to stop wearing face masks as Hong Kong returns to normal after three years of the pandemic. He was responding to questions during an RTHK phone-in program on his budget, where several callers asked when the mask mandate would be scrapped. If the government really wants to make Hong Kongers happy again, why not give them control over their lives again by allowing them to choose to wear masks or not? Imagine, though, if you will, that you and your family are traveling from and, and looking at various locations mm. in Asia. Would you personally choose a country with a mask mandate to take your family to against one that doesn't? It's very difficult to tell people and persuade people that we are a leading international center when we are the last people on the planet to remove masks. Mr. Chan said the rule would likely be dropped towards the end of this season, as he put it, but that the matter was high on the government's agenda. Mr. Chan also said he was pretty optimistic about achieving his medium-term growth target. On Wednesday, he forecast Hong Kong's economy to grow by 3.5 to 5.5 percent this year. He told the budget phone-in that the government is focusing on attracting key enterprises to bring in high-quality development to the SAR. We think this year the target is very much achievable. And next year, we still have catch-up growth. And with the government's intensive investment and attracting strategic enterprises to come, during our transformation towards a higher quality development, I think it is pretty optimistic that we can achieve the medium-term growth of 3.7%. Mr. Chen also warned people not to expect regular rounds of spending vouchers after he announced a third round of consumption vouchers. He told the phone-in program that issuing vouchers wasn't financially sustainable, and even at the reduced amount of $5,000 this time around, it would still cost the government around $33 billion. We think we should reinforce the recovery, and at the same time, after a few years' difficulty, some of the members in the community are still in a pretty stressful situation. So hopefully this $5,000 will help. We'll keep this under review, but this is not going to be a routine measure. One caller asked whether or not the financial secretary and the chief executive had taken their own consumption vouchers in the past. Well, myself, the CE and the colleagues, uh, I mean the political appointed officials, I encourage them all to take up this voucher and spend more than the vouchers. And also encourage them to use this money to, say for example, uh, buy things for others, Uh, inviting college to lunch, or even donating to charities. Judith Mackay, the director of the Asian Consultancy on Tobacco Control, called to thank the finance minister for raising the tobacco tax, but said the level was still below World Health Organization guidelines. I'm really happy that this has been recognised. And uh, what it will do is prevent young people from starting smoking, and it will encourage smokers, particularly poor smokers, to make a decision in their best interests and quit. So I think my question really is for the future because we are not yet up to the 75% that WHO recommends that should be the percentage of tax of the retail price. Mr. Chan said it was approaching that target carefully so it would continue to have broad support in the community. 
Environment Minister Che Chin Wan says taxi owners can borrow up to $350,000 so they can switch to electric vehicles and repay the money over 10 years. The official told an RTHK radio program there's no quota on the new lending scheme, which is fully guaranteed by the government. He added the authorities are also providing subsidies of up to half the price of electric taxis as part of a trial scheme. Separately, Mr. Che said they're planning to test double-decker buses and other vehicles running on hydrogen fuel cells. We have to test the refueling of hydrogen, so now we've decided to build hydrogen stations at a few locations, including Aotau and Taipo. Another one may be in Chaiwan, and by doing trials, we will see what safety standards are required, because we haven't had hydrogen-powered cars in Hong Kong before. Private home prices here have rebounded slightly by 0.6% last month from the lowest reading recorded in more than five and a half years. The increase also ended a seven-month downward trend. However, compared to the same period a year ago, prices were still down 14%. The government says prepaid SIM cards that haven't been registered with the user's real name will now be suspended from service, but users can still reactivate them as long as they haven't expired or have a remaining balance. The public can either register using an online platform or at their telecommunication service provisors or at 18 designated post offices. The government legislated on real name registration in September 2021 and so far 12 million prepaid cards have been registered. Researchers from the Chinese university say they've made a key breakthrough in the study of how cockroaches can cause allergic reactions, paving the way for the development of treatments for conditions like asthma and eczema. In a three-year study, the medical department team found that the insects are the second most common trigger for allergic diseases and identified seven previously unknown cockroach allergens that set them off. Professor Lengting Fan, who led the research, says the discovery paves the way for targeted immunotherapy treatment. Currently, the treatment for cockroach is to avoid the exposure, mainly because we do not know exactly the full spectrum of allergens that patients are allergic to. While we have this high-resolution allergen mapping from this study, we know exactly what allergens in cockroach that patients are allergic to. And then we can decide the proper targeted immunotherapy treatment that really relevant to a patient's individual cockroach allergy. China has called for a ceasefire between Ukraine and Russia and the opening of peace talks as part of a 12-point proposal to end the conflict. It was unveiled on the one-year anniversary of Moscow's military campaign. Vicky Wong has more. A position paper released by the foreign ministry in Beijing says dialogue and negotiation are the only viable solution to the Ukraine crisis. It also says conflict and war benefit no one and all parties involved must exercise restraint and prevent the crisis from worsening or even spiralling out of control. China also calls for the end of unilateral sanctions imposed on Moscow, measures to ensure the safety of nuclear facilities and the establishment of humanitarian corridors for the evacuation of civilians, among other things. Speaking before the proposal's release, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky called it an important first step. The plan was unveiled just days after top diplomat Wang Yi's visit to Russia. Professor Joseph Gregory Mahoney from East China Normal University in Shanghai told RTHK China is best placed to help negotiate peace. China is a member of the Security Council. It's the biggest power in the world that has a neutral position on this conflict. It has positive relations with both Kiev and Moscow. When Wang Yi announced that there would be a proposal forthcoming, this was 
received with some optimism in Kiev, and certainly Putin received Longy warmly in Moscow. So China may be the one country at this point in time, at the right point in time, where this type of proposal might work. Professor Mahoney also says the time is right for a peace proposal, with the conflict in Ukraine at a stalemate for several months now. North Korea has test-fired four strategic cruise missiles into the sea. The state news agency said the missiles traveled 2,000 kilometers, adding that the drill demonstrated the conflict readiness of what it called Pyongyang's nuclear combat force. It's the latest in a series of provocative weapons tests that have increased tensions on the Korean peninsula. The former Hollywood film mogul Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced to 16 more years in prison at a court in Los Angeles for rape and sexual assault charges dating back to 2013. He's already serving a 23-year sentence after a separate conviction in New York. After the sentencing, one of Weinstein's accusers, Caitlin Delaney, spoke outside the courthouse. These cases are often tried later after they've happened, and these things don't happen in front of other people. So to get a conviction here and a strong sentence. So I'm very proud of all of us who have been speaking about what Harvey Weinstein did and and, and supporting the women who testified. Hopefully we'll make it harder to get away with these kinds of crimes. A senior federal investigator in the United States has called for an end to to the politicization of a rail disaster in Ohio. Jennifer Homendy was announcing the findings of a preliminary report into the crash, which caused a major chemical spill three weeks ago. Enough with the politics. I don't understand why this has gotten so political. This is a community that is suffering. So I don't care about the politics. What I care about is figuring out how this happened. But I can tell you this much, this was 100% preventable. Every single event that we investigate is preventable. So our hearts are with you. A Russian Soyuz capsule has lifted off from Kazakhstan to bring back three men stranded on the International Space Station. It'll be some time before the two Russian cosmonauts and an American colleague return to Earth, as the BBC's Rory Gallimore reports. Missions on the International Space Station usually last six months. By the time these three men are scheduled to leave in September, they'll have spent a full year in orbit. That wasn't the original plan. A capsule already attached to the ISS was supposed to make the return journey. But it began leaking coolant late last year. Liquid particles were seen spraying into the blackness, forcing the cancellation of a spacewalk. The new capsule is carrying supplies, although there's no replacement crew on board. Last month, a NASA spokesman said the men were willing to extend their stay. But he joked a delivery of ice cream might be needed as a reward. To sports, and we start at Old Trafford, where Manchester United came from a goal down to beat Barcelona 2-1 to advance to the last 16 of the Europa League, winning 4-3 on aggregate. Robert Lewandowski's penalty put the Spanish Giants ahead, but United turned the game around with second-half goals from Fred and Anthony. Club legend Peter Schmeichel was emotional after the game. For someone like me to sit here and see that passion that these guys, they have for Manchester United, haven't seen that for a very, very long time. It's just fantastic, that that connection to the crowd. And I have to say, we have been spoiled by 180 minutes of absolutely fantastic football. The last 16 draw takes place later today. Shakhtar Donetsk were the latest to qualify. The Ukrainian side needs penalties to get past Rennes, Juventus and Roma also progressed. The BBC's Paul Serres rounds up the rest of the action. 
Angel Di Maria scored a hat-trick as Juventus beat Nantes 3-0 on the night and 4-1 on aggregate to reach the last 16. Sevilla survived a late scare to edge past PSV 3-2 on aggregate, with the Dutch side winning the second leg 2-0 in Eindhoven. Sporting were 4-0 winners over FC Michelin in Denmark to ease into the next round 5-1 over the two legs. Bayer Leverkusen beat Monaco 5-3 on penalties after their tie finished 5-all on aggregate. The Bundesliga's surprise package Union Berlin registered a fine 3-1 victory over the Dutch giants Ajax to advance into Friday's draw. They're joined by Jose Mourinho's Roma, who overcame a first-leg defeat to beat Salzburg 2-1 on aggregate. And in cricket, the defending champions Australia have reached their seventh consecutive Women's T20 World Cup final after they got past India by just five runs. Ash Gardner was named player of the match after taking two for 37 for Australia while scoring 31 with the bat. We obviously know that they're really handy batters all the way down, so it's, it's been really clear on what we wanted to do. And um, I know in the later stages with, with ball in hand for me, it was just trying to hit the wicket, um, obviously not giving them any freebies and just trying to keep the stumps in play as, as often as possible. And, um, yeah, I was obviously really thankful that I didn't get, or well, I did go the journey a little bit, but, um, yeah, those final stages was kind of in our favour. India captain Harman Preetkaur was seen in tears in the dugout, having been run out as her team's top scorer with 52 in one of the game's defining moments. She was asked about that at the close of play. The way I got run out, I think, uh, can't be unluckier than that. Uh, I think, you know, putting the effort was something more important and I'm happy that, you know, uh, we took this game uh, to the last ball and uh, that's what, you know, we, dis- we, we discussed in the team meeting that uh, we want to fight, we want to fight till the last ball. And uh, yeah, the result was something which uh, wasn't in our favour, but uh, I'm happy the way you know we played uh, this in, in this tournament. England can also book their place in Sunday's final if they beat the hosts, South Africa, today. A rare blizzard warning has been issued for parts of Southern California from early today through to tomorrow evening, with millions of residents told to brace for unusually cold weather and snow. Forecasters are predicting a record snowfall of more than two metres in mountains to the east of Los Angeles by tomorrow. The National Weather Service says the last time that Los Angeles was under a blizzard warning was in 1989. And to the local weather forecast, fine, rather warm and dry with some haze. A top temperature of about 26 degrees with moderate easterly winds strengthening from the north and becoming cool at night. The outlook mainly fine and dry and it'll be windy over the weekend and early next week. Rather cool in the mornings. Currently at the observatory, it's 22 degrees with the relative humidity now 59%. And please be advised, the red fire danger warning is currently in force. And to end the news, the top story once again, the financial secretary has been bombarded with questions about the scrapping of the mask mask mandate during an RTHK phone-in program. The news, weather and sports from RTHK. Thanks, Tommy. Good afternoon, this is The Brew with James Ross in for Phil, for one day only. We're going to do sports and all in a short while. Getting ready for the weekend with Danny Hicks. Cricket, football and all kinds of stuff. Golf as well. 
Linda Carlisle and heaven is a place on earth. Well, Danny Hicks will be talking all about uh, the football ahead this weekend. Plus, we'll be getting a live update on the second test, uh, the cricket, uh, New Zealand versus England. And he will be speaking to Hong Kong's LPGA Tour golfer, Tiffany Chan. So that's all coming up on Sports and All. (laughs) 